0: Hello and welcome to another episode of In the Narthex. My name is Alyssa Gouberel, and I'm here today with Pastor Jeff Thune and Pastor Lucas Hattenberger of Northwest Bible Church. Every other week we sit down to discuss how the gospel of Jesus Christ speaks to the questions and conversations of today. And this week we are discussing the Psalms. So why are we talking about the Psalms, guys?
1: I don't think we really need a reason to talk about the Psalms. Nope. I think
2: we we should always be talking about the
1: Psalms. That's right. Yes. That's right. So this is just one of 100 different episodes of this podcast that we're going to do on the for the next year. 150, since there's 150 Psalms. There you go. A couple of reasons right off the bat. Uh, We return to the Psalms very frequently at Northwest Bible, usually as like a kind of shorter series where we just take a few Psalms at a time in between some of the larger book series that we do. And so we just started another one of those, the Psalms EP Volume 4, and you can tell by that title that there's been four different iterations to this point. And so uh, we wanted to just kind of step back from a minute and especially for our people just say, okay, why do we do that? And why is, um, why is this book specifically one that stands out in scripture as a place where God really? speaks to us, um, seems very honest, seems like language we would use in our relationship with God and even our relationships with each other. Um, so we wanted to to just kind of discuss, okay, um, first we're doing a, a short series, and then as we step back from that series, um, yeah, just kind of considering why is this book um, placed in the scripture where it's placed, and and... Why is it so? Why has it been so compelling for the Christian church for so long? So,
0: yeah, I was excited that we were coming back to another um, iteration of this series because I've really enjoyed um, the Psalms that we've preached through before and um, this past week. So, um, yeah, as we look at the Psalms, then what are they for?
1: Yeah, I think there's probably a number of answers we could give to that question. I think of even the way that the Psalms start. In Psalm chapter 1, we read, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. The word there is actually Torah, in in the Hebrew, kind of the broadest, most ordinary meaning of that word is to explain or train or instruct. So you think about that, the very beginning of the Psalms, of 150 Psalms, the Psalm that's positioned before any of the rest of those, uh, we read, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the instruction of the Lord. And on his instruction, on his yeah, his teaching, yeah. he meditates day and night. So that's a really big kind of reason that stands out. They, they instruct us in the way of God. They teach us the way of God. They teach us about God himself. Not only that, but you've probably noticed um, if you read your, your Bible at all, if you've spent any time in the Psalms at all, they're kind of divided into these five books. So you, you can even notice in most English translations, these kind of sections are marked off. So Psalm 1 through 41, Book 1, it says Book 1. Psalm 42 through 72, Book 2. 73 through 89, Book 3. 90 through 106, Book 4. 107 through 150, Book 5. So um, there's this kind of straightforward heading like I said, in most English translations that give you kind of, hey, this is starting now a, n- a different book within the overall book. Um, that's a There's a pretty, I don't know, compelling reason, I guess, that these five books of the Psalms are supposed to bring to mind or even sort of parallel the five books of Moses, right? The five books of the law, the five books of Torah. So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And you guys know as well as I do, um, throughout those five books, uh, Jewish boys, girls, men, women, they were also supposed to sit under God's law, under God's instruction, under God's Torah, to memorize those things, to shape their lives around those things. This is how they were instructed by God. And so in a similar way, we were kind of like, okay, so Apparently, that's the way it's supposed to be with the Psalms as well, right? They're, Again, they're meant to instruct us, train us, teach us in the way of God. So I would say that's kind of one big reason why the Psalms exist, what they're for.
0: And as you're talking about those five books and the ways that, they, that the, the book of Psalms is divided up, um, I'm sure there is purpose and intentionality to that. So could you speak to that a little bit? Like, is there a purposeful order to how these five sections are put together?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that, well, yes. And, you know, as I'm looking at Google right now, I'm looking at these different graphics of how people have tried to. Um, but I think generally, so it's, I think it's agreed that um, these books were ordered later on after they were written, perhaps after the exile, and that they were ordered in a purposeful way, and, but at the same time, you know, 150 Psalms is going to be difficult, but I think, you know, I'm looking at, um, one, one guy right here, one commentator, he's, he's talking about how, yeah, there is a general, like there's a Genesis. So there's like Abraham and Moses in one through 41, there's, um, more kingly Psalms, um, in the second section, there's, uh, more, uh, liturgical or cultic Psalms, um, and then it ends with with psalms of praise. So so sort of, I guess I would say, is like sort of there are some general big categories that we could say. At the same time, you know, those sorts of psalms, they're all going to be weaved uh, throughout the 150 psalms. So um, a lot of the gathering was more or less pragmatic than than thematic. Um, at the same time, uh, there, there is purpose to how they're organized. And, and you see that... Um, especially like with how the Psalms begin, like Jeff, you brought in Psalm 1. Um, Like, so for instance, Psalm 1 could be seen as kind of like a, um, sort of like a a how-to manual of how to read the Psalms. Like, so blessed is the man Hmm. who meditates on God's law. Hmm. Well, here are all these um, words of God that come right after it. So he's, the man is blessed who meditates on these Psalms. Hmm. Um, and, uh, but, but even uh, Psalm 2, you could, you could um, a lot of commentators think that Psalm 2 is really uh, meant to be more of an extension of Psalm 1 because it brings in a lot of the same themes like blessing, um, uh, what does the blessed man look like? And in Psalm 2, it, it highlights the king. Yeah. Uh, so um, some commentators think that Psalm 2 is actually originally a coronation, part of a coronation liturgy or a coronation prayer or something along those lines. Because Psalm 2 is all about how um, the king is, is like God's vice-regent here on this earth, and all the other kings are meant to bow down to him. And um, so a, a lot of commentators see it as that. But generally, it's like, how are, how are you going to be a blessed man? You've got to meditate on God's law, and you need to submit to God's king. Right. And the king was, was meant to be kind of the arbiter of God's law, hmm. the one who put God's law into practice. And um, and then after that you have all of these, you know, the rest of 148 psalms, um, and so you see order just just right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you also see order in the authorship. Now, th- again, this isn't you know all, all around, but you know, at the beginning is a lot of psalms of David. Right. In book two is a lot of psalms of the sons of Korah. Um, book book three is a lot of um, Asaph's song uh, psalms. Book four and book five are not necessarily um, uh, grouped by, by author, but book four begins with a psalm from Moses that's found in, in the book of Genesis. And then book five is more thematic about praising and thanksgiving um, God. And then each of these five sections, it ends with praise to God, praise be to God, or gl- give glory to God. So, clearly these were purposeful. They were grouped in a purposeful way. Again, there's not like total unity around it, but I think that Whoever put these psalms together, they were meant to be some sort of prayer book, some sort of, um, and and that's why they're patterned after the book of books of Moses, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and yeah, they're they're meant for instruction, they're meant to be learned. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I think that there is some purpose, and uh, you know, hopefully that's that's helpful as you look at the the book of Psalms overall. Right.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, I hadn't necessarily thought about the psalms as instruction, but it's so clear right there at the beginning um, that it's, yeah, the the psalms are meant to instruct us. So what else? What else are the psalms for?
1: Well, I think the other one that that most people, why it's become such a beloved place in the Scripture um, and by the church. I was thinking about this, and just sort of anecdotally, um, I remember, like, there's certain songs that come on the radio still to this day, that immediately when I hear them, my mind goes back to a specific time or place or event in my life, right? So music is intended to do this. Like it, it provokes emotion, right? It provokes. It affects you. It affects um, your emotional state. It brings to the surface of your life, um, yeah, remembrance or or joy or happiness or sadness or you know. Um, so I think in the same way, because as Lucas just mentioned, the psalms themselves, I mean they're poems, they're hymns, they're songs, right there's you know, in poetry, music and song, again, like I just kind of said there, it, it they're meant it's meant to stir up feelings and emotions and, and affections. Um, that's really the reason uh, music even exists those the kind of poetry even exists is to do that. And, and you think about that, like people write poems, you know, and now, nowadays, people sing songs because they want to express something that they can't with just words, right? I'm restless, I'm, I'm confident, I'm anxious, I'm, I'm glad, I groan. Um, this, this is what we see all throughout the Psalms. Psalms do this, you know, they're... They're meant to do this. They're intended. The way they're written, they're they're these honest um, and kind of emotion-producing poems, hymns, songs. So they're meant to affect us emotionally, viscerally, soulishly, even. And I think that's probably the thing that people think of the most, or they just have experienced that. They read sometimes with the psalms, they're like, "Oh my goodness, I've I've felt this." I Um, I feel stirred up in my, you know, my, my heart of hearts, my soul of souls. And, and there's a connection there. There's, there's something that, um, those written words are doing as I, as I read them. So we would say instruct us, yes, but also affect us. Um, they're not intended to just provoke knowledge or learning. They're also intended to, to provoke, uh, emotions, um and all, all sorts of different
2: emotions.
0: Yeah, what, what kinds of emotions?
2: Yeah, I think that if we just look at, like, the different types of psalms, so, um, you know, people throughout church history have, you know, they've, they've divided the psalms into different types of songs. So, like, um, one that immediately comes to mind might be uh, Thanksgiving psalms, mm. which is the majority of the Psalms, I mean, when you think of the last book, book five, that's Thanksgiving. And uh, what is that? That's a feeling of gratitude of, of, oh my goodness, God, thank you for being uh, this to me. Hmm. Um, You know, you can think, Jeff, of the sermon that you preached, Um, magnify, you know, magnify the Lord with me. Hmm. Um, How how great is our Lord? Um, But yeah, I mean, uh there's all sorts of thanksgiving songs as uh, psalms, especially as you look at the at the back end. Mm. So it's uh, joy, thanksgiving. Um, it's meant to cause these emotions to come into us. Um, but then on the uh, opposite end, um, a, a lot of the psalms that uh, you know some people uh, identify with, I was just reading this this morning is lament song, uh, psalms. Uh, so Psalm 42, why are you downcast, O my soul? And, and at the very beginning of this psalm, he's he's lamenting that his enemies are triumphing over him. Mm. Um, or Psalm 42, my God, my God, why have you... Psalm 22, why have you forsaken me, my God? Mm. Uh, Jesus takes this on his his own lips as, as he's on the cross. I mean, we could probably think of all these different types of lamenting sadness God, why are you uh, you seem to be against me? my enemies are um, are against me um, so you have thanksgiving on one side, lament on the other you have imprecatory psalms um, God uh, my enemies are uh, vanquishing me may you you know you, you think of psalm three uh, dash dash my enemies against the rocks mm. um, and these are prayers more for deliverance. God deliver me from my enemies deliver me from these people who want to have victory over me. Um, there are royal psalms or kingly psalms um, about the king of Israel. Um, there are penitential psalms or confession psalms, uh, psalms of confessing our sins. So mm-hmm. Famous is uh, Psalm fifty-one, uh, but there are many, many others. Um, can, I mean, so those are the just the ones that I wrote down. Can we think of of any other um, emotions or types of songs that might? The whole point is that all of these psalms, they solicit different emotions within us. Yeah, um, That is something that's so unique about the psalms, I think. I mean, so those are the ones that I thought of. Are there any others that we might think of? I think, well,
1: maybe this isn't answering that question directly, but I think there's a lot of psalms, too, that have provoked different emotions um, within the one psalm itself, right? So... You think of uh, one of the most famous of all the psalms, uh, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, he makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters, restores my soul, guides me on paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I think of, you know, that psalm itself, it does provoke thanksgiving and trust and um comfort and security and assurance at the end, you know, surely uh, mercy and goodness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the the Lord forever. Um, So, you know, it's not just that each one of these is, okay, this is supposed to provoke this emotion. There's many emotions they each of them provoke um, as you read through. And and I, I was thinking, too, we should say that, like, they're meant to affect us. Um, and they're also meant to meet us in these different moments of life where we're experiencing these emotions. So back to kind of the anecdote about the song, you know, we've all kind of been in different seasons of life. I remember driving out of Vail, Colorado, and it was such a hard season and wrestling with God throughout the season, but he had taught me so much, and he'd been God to me, and I was so thankful and so excited, and um, driving out of there, and you know, I remember driving like not too far, driving down the mountains. I'm almost to Denver, and there's this song by Boston that comes on. It's been such a long time. I think I should be going, and it's it's this kind of song that as I'm driving, I'm like, yes, this is my song right here. This is the song that's describing what I've just journeyed through, what I've been through, and where I'm at right now. I'm thankful. I'm excited, right? The Psalms are, you know, meant to do that for us, right? So that as we're walking through life, the ups and downs, the the mountains and valleys, the different moments of doubt, of questioning, of trusting God, of, you know, glorifying God, but also of doubting God, of, of wondering, is he there? Um, there are Psalms that, that are there, it's almost like God's put them there for us, you know, and for us to go to and run to and cling to and adjust our emotions accordingly because they're there. So <clears throat> I think they're supposed At to affect way, us th- those ways too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I was just, that's, that's a really good point. Like something like a Psalm 22, because it begins with despair, yeah. but then it's almost like this long spiritual journey and it ends in praise. Right. Um, And it almost anticipates, like Jesus says, my God, why have you forsaken me on the cross? But then three days later, he rises from the dead. He's vindicated. It's almost like he's... he's... But, you know, when we read that psalm, it's like, oh, my gosh, I, I feel so rejected by God. But then by the end of the psalm, you're being shepherded. Your emotions themselves are being shepherded to the place where you can say, you know no god is with me he's going to vindicate you know he's 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 there so i think that's a really good point like the psalms meet us where we're at and then they guide us they help to shepherd shepherd our emotions
1: yeah and that is a i mean in some ways that does it is an instruction it is a training it is a shaping right so that's where kind of these you know the psalms are meant to instruct us they're meant to affect us and and sometimes it's affecting it's instructing it's training our emotions and, you know, I, I'm, like, surprised, like, a lot of Psalms do that. We don't have time to, but I was thinking even up at the men's retreat going through Psalm 16, that's exactly what, you know, Psalm 16 does. It's like David's saying, preserve me, O God, for you knew i take refuge. By the end of it, he's, like, assured that God is going to preserve him, that he's going to, you know, do more than that. He's, you know, going to deliver him, save him. He's not going to allow anything to happen to him. And so sometimes it is a, It is a, um, I'm feeling this in this moment. This psalm meets me there and says, yes, it's like, that's an honest human emotion. But now let's train and instruct your emotions in these ways, you know? So I think that's, I think that's why maybe more than any other book, um, the psalms really do that for us, right? They, They do that. They affect us soulishly, so.
0: Yeah. So the so the psalms instruct us. They affect us, our emotions. And I didn't think we could get through that section without a musical interlude. For me, Jeff. So <laughs> thank you for that, Jeff.
1: Seriously, hey man. Anytime you want some classic rock and roll um, or you two or any really good songs music, then you just come right here to my doorstep. <laughs> I will provide. Okay. Oh,
2: yeah, I like it. I, I well, sorry. Go ahead. I will I was just going to interject and just say um we we can't leave well any anytime that I read the psalms, I always think, man, Jesus is like the true embodiment of this psalm mm.
0: hmm.
2: um and n- not simply is like he the fulfillment of the psalm, which he is like he's the but he's the ultimate psalm prayer right he he is the one who's inhabited our right the incarnation sort of is like you I just imagine Jesus reading the psalms or or uh, learning the Psalms and just letting those Psalms inhabit his humanity and, inf- you know, inform uh, his, his emotions. You know, he was a person that was full of biblical emotion. Mm. And um, and I, I just think it's always helpful to read like Psalm, uh, Psalm 22 or like a um, whatever it might be and and think, man, Jesus is inhabiting these Psalms as well. He's the one that Truly felt, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's the one who truly felt, um, you know, why are you downcast, my soul? He's the one who truly felt all those things in the per- most perfect way. Right. Um, so he, he's, you know, so I just wrote down, you know, Jesus is the man of the Psalms because, um, he's the perfect human being, first of all. But but he's also, you can see it in the Gospels that he has this biblically informed emotional, emotional healthy life. Um, and so I, I think, you know, reading the Psalms, letting them inhabit you is, is the way to Christ likeness. Um, wow. It's the way to become more like Jesus. Um, so. Love it. Love it. Totally agree.
0: Yeah. And even to combine those two points, like the Psalms instruct us in our emotions, like mm-hmm. you're saying, like yeah, the health, like so. this is what, this is what healthy emotions can look like.
1: Right. Right.
0: So, then what's our last um, purpose of the Psalms?
1: I think, I mean, we were kind of getting at it. Um, They speak to us, right? I I love what Jesus says. Probably one of Jesus' favorite Psalms was undoubtedly Psalm 110. But in Mark chapter 12, I'm just going to read this for us. This is Mark chapter 12, verse 35. It says, and as Jesus taught in the temple, he said, how can the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? For David himself, in the Holy Spirit, declared, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So how is he his son? And the great throng heard him gladly. My point there is that Psalm 110 doesn't actually say that David said that by the Holy Spirit, right? But Jesus himself says, hey, David said this in the Holy Spirit or by the Holy Spirit. He actually wrote this down or he said the following, right? So why would Jesus say that? He says that. Because that's what he believes about the Bible. That's what he believes about the Psalms. He believes that when the Psalms open up their mouth, that God actually opens up his mouth, right? And so that's, I think, really important to know. And Lucas, that's what you're getting at. It's like, okay, Jesus himself, you know, um, had this. He He's inhabiting the Psalms. And so as we put those Psalms into our own hearts and minds and start to think this way and feel this way and live this way, um, we're living with Jesus, you know, the the life that he lives. So I, I think w- one thing on on that, that also that I would go on to say, um, and I, I think this is maybe helpful to our listeners, I think we've all heard people say, man, God's really been working on me or, man, God's really been ministering to me, or God's really been speaking to me. And sometimes you hear people say that, and either you think, ah, that sounds a little bit crazy to me, or if you've been a believer and you know that's supposed to be happening, or you think that's supposed to be happening, or that's the way Christians talk— Sometimes it can also make you feel frustrated or discouraged or question, like, why isn't that happening to me? Why isn't God working on me or ministering to me or speaking to me? So uh, I would just, you know, say to our, our listeners, man, if that's been you, then I would just dare you to give yourself to the Psalms and to not on some level actually hear from God because Jesus believes that this is the spirit of God inspiring David, inspiring the sons of Korah, inspiring others to write these words and therefore believes that, man, as we open up those words, give ourselves to those words, meditate on those words, allow them to shape our our minds and hearts and lives, um, they're going to actually speak to us. God's going to actually speak to us through that. So anything you would add to that?
2: Well, just, it just, it it makes me think about the um the the uh the bigness of scripture and that's not a word but um <laughs> the the bigosity of scripture but and and it makes me think of the incarnation too but thinking about the scripture and especially the psalms or mm. especially makes me think of ecclesiastes too because ecclesiastes is is a is a man who's very emotionally in turmoil and wondering but There is sort of a bi, almost like a bivocality in Mm -hmm. the Psalms, or a bidirectionality, and by that I just mean like the Psalms proper are prayers or songs or hymns to God, right? Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is that also they are also words to us, right? You know, and it makes me think about um, uh, Peterson. um, Oh man, what is his name? Crud. A long long obedience in the same... Uh, yeah, the same yeah, 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 Lord's yeah. Uh, oh, it's going to bother me. Gonna, <laughs> let me keep talking. Right, sure it'll it come. come. It'll um, come to one of us. Anyways, he, he talks about how, you know, if, if, if you really want to learn to pray, um, you need to allow God to speak to you first, right? So prayer is really answering speech is what he calls it. And basically his whole point is like, yeah, the Psalms are prayers to God, but really the Psalms are God putting... His words in us to speak back to Him, right? Wow, that, that's, mm. um, and so, uh, so when when we pray the Psalms, we're like we're literally praying God inspired prayers back to God. Like, wow, God's wow. like, hey, here are these words, and then we pray them to Him, mm. right? So, h- how could we not hear from God when we read the Psalms? Like, mm. you know, I read Psalm forty two and twenty two this morning, and I did. I I heard a word from the Lord, but it's but it's because those are the words from the Lord, and how could he not help but speak to them? But then those words are placed in my mouth, and I pray them to God. It's, I mean, it's just, to me, it's just incredible, right? Mm. So there are, there's, the Psalms are from mankind, but they're also from God, All mm. right. The Psalms are worship to God, but it's also God's grace to us. Amen. Mm. So it's, it's just, I don't know, it's, it doesn't, isn't that just kind of blow your mind a little bit? I mean, Well, and I
1: think bigness is the right word yeah. to use, that yeah. Scripture does
2: both, you know? And really all of the scriptures are that way. Yeah. And they find their paradigm in Christ himself because he's God the Son. Right. And, but he's also the Son of Man, mm-hmm. right? So he's both man and God. Mm-hmm. So he's both God's action toward us and man's response of obedience to God, right? Yeah. So, I mean, um, so, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, but, yeah, just this idea that the Psalms, we're speaking to God, but he's speaking to us. Yeah. Right? David spoke by the Holy Spirit. I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: So if the Psalms instruct us and affect us and speak to us, then how do we use them? How do we apply the Psalms to our lives?
1: One, uh, I think, book that's really been helpful to, I, I think, us and we've, we've used with some of our leaders here, Donald S. Whitney writes this little book. Man, what a nerd of a nerd!
2: <laughs> it's true. It's true. I love the guy, but uh, yeah. I,
1: even the way I said it, hey, if Donald S. Whitney's out there, <laughs> dude, we love you, brother. You've, we do, yes. Man, you've written some great books and helpful books, and but he has this book. It's a really small little book. It's easy to read, but called just praying, praying the Bible, and. One of the things that he suggests in there is is doing that with the Psalms, right? So you can take any Psalm and read it, right? And as you're reading through it, using it as a guide, exactly what Lucas was just saying, praying this back to God, right? It's his words, he's taught us about himself, he's taught us how to, how to speak his language, and so we're just reflecting back to God, hey, you've given these words and and now I'm going to pray these back using the language of the Psalms, using the Psalms themselves as prayers. And, and one way that, um, yeah, just a, another way that he kind of suggests in there is he basically, since there's 150 Psalms, he'll take the Psalm of the day. So the Psalm of the day, it's just, okay, so today is um, November 2nd, right? So you would take, psalm 2 and you'd read psalm 2 and then he says hey man like the the more um i guess familiar you get with the scripture the more time you give to to um putting your nose in the scripture getting your eyes on the scripture sinking your heart into the scripture the more you make that a discipline you can take the psalm so you take psalm 2 okay i read psalm 2 it's the psalm of the day and then I just do a simple addition. I just add, okay, 30 to that, okay? So he's, he suggests read five psalms a day if you can. So Psalm 2, Psalm 32, Psalm 52, Psalm 82, right? And you you just kind of, you read five psalms that in a sense represent all of the psalms. And you read those and... And what I've—I've just—man, I've I've done that a lot is sometimes when I'm not sure where I'm at in my my Bible reading plan or sometimes where I'm like, I'm just—and I just want to be in the Psalms today. I'll do that. And the only reason I bring that up is it starts to teach you the language of the Psalms, the language of God. There's a lot of themes as you do that. That correspond in those different psalms. as you read through them, you're like, man, there's just so much um, there's so many different things that that um, seem very similar or that I'm learning about God or the way, where ways that God's speaking to me about himself. and And then you simply start to reflect that back to him, you know, whether you're actually using a psalm and and going through it line by line and then praying along the way. Or whether it's, I'm reading five psalms a day, and s- certain themes and words kind of keep coming to mind, and it's training me after I do that on how to speak back to God. So one way we would say, do we use the psalms, is just pray the psalms, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, what,
2: what, I mean, what What would you add to that? Well, I, I found the, it's Eugene Peterson, I found the quote. Um, but yeah, he he says that that psalms are just the, the school of prayer. And I think every spiritual master throughout the centuries has said that. But he says, essential to the practice of prayer is fully to realize the secondary quality of our prayer. The, the first word is always God's word. We never have the first word. We never have the primary word. Um, this massive, overwhelming previousness of God's speech to our prayers, however obvious it is in Scripture, is not immediately obvious to us, simply because we are so much more aware of ourselves than we are of God. And then he goes, he goes, where then can we go to learn our language as it develops into maturity? And he says, the Psalms. Um, but he, So that's kind of what I was thinking of when I said that. But then he has this other quote that I just... I think it's so good, because I think a lot of times when we get to prayer, we, we come just empty-headed. And this is what you were getting at with Donald Whitney's book. And if anybody there, so you could read Donald Whitney, um, Praying the Bible. The one that I'm quoting from is Eugene Peterson, Working the Angles. Mm. Um, but here's what he says. He says, the Psalms are God's gift to train us in prayer that is comprehensive i.e., it's not patched together from emotional fragments scattered around that we chance upon. (laughs) Mm. Mm. (laughs) And it's honest. It's not a series of more or less sincere verbal verbal poses that we think might please God. If we apprentice ourselves to these masters, acquiring facility by using the tools, we become more and more ourselves. If we are willfully ignorant of the Psalms, we are not thereby excluded from praying, but we will have to hack our way through... (laughs) formidable country by trial and error with inferior tools. <laughs> That's just, awesome, Isn't dude. that great? That's so awesome. it's like basically, yeah. I mean, I think that we've all felt that before. Like, what in the world do I say? Oh, God. You know, it's like my daughter when she prays at night. She always begins with this, like, God, I hope you had a good day. Uh, help us to sleep good. Uh, help us. You know, it's just like, uh, now she's five years old, but I feel like all of us do that. Yeah, We can be so yeah. infantile in our prayers, but When we pray the Psalms, we get the words put in our mouths. And what Donald Whitney is saying is, yeah, you read and then you stop. You pause and then you pray that back to God. I mean, think about the wealth of uh, the the great depth that you can get from that. I think it's, it's so, so important. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so praying the Psalms is one way we use them. Singing in the Psalms, you know, a lot of them are meant to be sung. This is, like, the, yeah, the hymn book of the church through the ages. Um And, yeah, there's a lot of good psalms that have been put to music.
2: Um, well, Alyssa might know of a couple albums.
1: <laughs> right. Alyssa does. We're going to get to that because I want you to. But I, I think of, like, even, you know, you... there. They were, they have been, they, for, they were written for that purpose, right? So you, you think of a lot of the Psalms, David to the choir master, right? Like he's, right. he's going, hey, all right, let's now arrange this to music and let's sing it corporately um, together as God's people. So singing the Psalms is a, is a, huge, a huge thing, a, a, a way that they are intended to be used.
0: Yeah, okay, so you, you're going to make fun of me, but Shane and <laughs> Shane have a, their, an entire Psalms album, a couple of Psalms albums.
2: They have like two of them, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Um, and they also have a live concert you can watch that is really good. Huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they literally have just taken the text of the Psalms and put them to music. And talk about a good way to like get scripture in your heart um, to be able to memorize easily that way. Um, I, I've i been doing the Psalm of the Day with the two of the girls I disciple on campus. And um, we've been chatting about how we really look forward someday to walking up to David in heaven and just being like, hey, can you sing this one for me? Because yeah. <laughs> I really want to hear how it was intended.
2: Huh. Well, and it is interesting when you read the Psalms too. It's like um, there are, you think about Selah, mm-hmm. um, but there are other words that we actually don't know the meaning of. We We have our best guesses, but they were musical something.
1: Right, right.
2: And uh, but we don't have, you know, in other words, yeah, when they're writing these or like the Sons of Korah, I mean, the Sons of Korah, I I, I mean, they were this musical group uh, that wrote songs. And uh, yeah, it's like that's for music. How obvious is that? But there are there's um, there's Shane and Shane. There's Bifrost Arts that has a Psalms album. I mean, if you just type it into Spotify, you'll find some great stuff. But I think the great thing about singing the songs is not simply... Now, we're, we're guessing as to how they were written, because we don't know how they were meant to be sung. We, we just don't have the the skills to be able to replicate that. But the best part about it is you're learning to memorize the psalms um, by listening to them. Not sim- When you simply read them, you know, you're going to forget them, and you'll come back to them. But when you listen to them over and over again, you're going to memorize a lot of those psalms. Uh, they're going to be stuck in your head, and I think that's Psalm One. Hey, meditate on it day and night. Oh. Um, so yeah, I think it's a huge um, benefit. And Shane and Shane, yeah, I mean, um, as uh, as, much as, uh, Alyssa, uh, as much as Alyssa, as much as Alyssa, her
1: reputation, the <laughs> college, the college crush has now She's developed, developed into blossomed into a, a mature appreciation. You know, when I was young,
2: it. I listened to N Sync and Backstreet Boys. Wait a second, no, I didn't, but. Shane and Shane is Alyssa's boy band. That's, that's a, right. Uh, <laughs> that's right. It is.
0: Well, and you talk about you know some of, we talked about some of those emotions in the Psalms, like lament or the imprecatory Psalms. Hmm. Um, we don't have a whole lot of worship songs that are lament songs, um, hmm. but I hmm. totally you can find agree. them oh with the, with some that are written from the Psalms.
2: Well, and and we got one this Sunday, um, a stronghold. That's going to be more of a lamenty type type song. But I I just think yeah, the more that we can utilize the psalms to inform our emotions, not simply positive, but negative. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a healthy thing to feel those negative emotions. We talk about emotional, um, you know, your emotional IQ level or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, The psalms help us with that. Um, And so, yeah, I I totally agree, Alyssa. Well, I think, they,
1: yeah, like we've already discussed, the Psalms and Jesus teach us how to honestly experience those emotions and um, vocalize those emotions and even vocalize those emotions to God in a way that's, like, biblical and um, and healthy and Godward. And so to ignore those parts of our emotional life, either letting them dominate— um, all the time or suppressing them like oh they don't exist they don't exist. We're yeah. just supposed I mean, to feel the, joyful all the time. Yeah yeah, yeah.
2: The, the common religious attitude is is Elsa from Frozen, right? right? Um conceal don't feel right um and look at what it got Elsa. She became the wicked <laughs> the the frozen <laughs> wicked witch. But I think yeah I think the common religious context, at least in you know Christian settings, is um, I just got to be happy, you know, praise God. He's, He's, you know, I'm always happy, always happy. But that's not what the Psalms tell us. That's not what Jesus told, you know. So, And I would say
1: it's the both end. I just dressed up as a emo kid for Halloween. <laughs> Taylor and I were emo kids, right? So there's the other side of that where it's like I just live there all the time and, um, you know, emote that all the time and that negative emotion. So I think they do both. We've already described how... You know, they take those emotions, those are honest emotions, but they do move us somewhere. They, they remind us, oh, this is who God is, this is how I can trust Him. My emotions are even moving, being trained. And so um, I think, yeah, again, emoting the Psalms is, yeah, so we pray them, we sing them, we emote them. Um, it's a healthy way to allow the the words of God. And the presence of God Himself to, to um, yeah,
2: train our emotions. Yeah, so I think a, a good application would just be to either take the Psalm of the Day, or, or you can pick your own your own um, you know discipline on that. But pray the Psalms on a regular basis, um, and listen to them. Listen to the, the, to the Shane and Shane albums. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No, I really do like Shane and Shane. Although <laughs> I did think about singing this psalm 46 from shane and shane this sunday and i just it didn't i just couldn't didn't like that version. i
0: can hear my husband's heart breaking i Eric. told
2: him that yesterday too and he was like oh man so anyways still like shane and shane
1: i like shane and shane i was gonna also mention ascend the hill
2: as an old album oh yeah
1: album that was really really good um a little little edgier maybe than shane, and shane
2: rocky yeah, yeah. Love it.
0: Well, In the Narthex is a podcast of Northwest Bible Church in Tucson, Arizona. And our goal is really to uh, form our own people. But if you're listening in from somewhere else, we're really glad you joined us. And as always, we'd love to hear your questions and comments. So you can email us at podcast at northwestbible.com.